podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello. And welcome to another episode of the Mugger Podcast. I'm joined by Mariah. How you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm feeling good. I can't even know. I don't know yeah. why. I'm feeling it's good. Been, it's been a while since we've had to watch United play. So, plus, I've got that mimic Tom pack today as well. I can't even lie. <laughs> Hell of a pack cat. There's a period you just ran into the box hoping someone would hit him. Like, I'm just gonna run literally. <laughs> hopefully someone trips me over and hopefully I get a penalty. That's man. that's the haram. That's the haram football he's brought to the to the world stage, man. Amazing man. guy. He Jeez. forgot. He forgot that penalty tax don't work outside the Man United, man. You can't. Mm, 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 mm. And of course we've got Michael here as well. How you doing, brother? It's good, man. It's good. This weather is... I ain't got aircon in my house, man. I need to get that. I need that, to get that. That, that explains a lot. That Just before the pod. Nah, nah. Well, it's come being first trapped for Mandem. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make nah, me sick. I need aircon ASAP, but we healthy, man. We healthy. That's good. That's good. Before we get into the pod um of course there's a few housekeeping stuff so with the youtube with all the club pods on there along with the other affiliated touchline media like courtside and pitch court courtside and pitch stop so um yeah i mean fan slide as well michael you mm. were on it today let, yes, um, yeah. What do you think of it? Because I think you were on it for the Poland and Slovakia game, right? Yeah, man. Like, to be honest, that game, I didn't really have no, like, I didn't really have any motivation to watch it. But then when I got this fan slide thing, and then obviously I was playing for some money, it was going to go well. Like, I thought, let me put Lewandowski in my team. And obviously Lewandowski, when he's at Bayern Munich, he does his thing. But he let me down today. He let me down today. 
Um, Fanslide, if you haven't heard about it, it's basically like an in-play app and you basically pick a few players uh, that you think are going to do well in the game. Obviously, Lewandowski let me down and then it allows you to sort of compete for cash. Uh, I heard, I don't know if it's true, you guys can confirm it for me, but I heard they've got like 10k up for grabs, the whole pot. Not one game, apparently the whole Euros. I don't think the money, <laughs> they got money like that. But there's obviously a 10K pot for you to play with. And if you invite a friend to go on the pod, they can also sort of get involved and you can split some of their winnings as well. So I recommend it for games like Poland and Slovakia, where like if it's not an England game, you may not be supporting. Like I'm going to check out the England, France, Spain games like that. But the Poland and Slovakia games where I'm not really interested in it, it just makes it a bit more interesting. So I'd recommend it to our listeners if they if they want to make their Euros a bit more interesting, a bit more lively, then get on Fanslide and let your people know as well. I mean, fair enough. But to put it on Lewin Dowski in an international tournament, you didn't do you didn't do your homework, bro. Brother. I did done. I did done. <laughs> like, like I thought, you know what? This guy is he, the world's best number nine. That's what everyone be telling me. Everyone be telling me that. So I'm like, all right, cool. European stage. Let let me see what he's doing. And he's quiet, armband for nothing. When he's with his Warsaw bro- brothers, that guy turns ghost, bro. Missing their record goal scorer. You have some respect, man. Bro, yeah. have you seen? Have you seen who he scored against? There's, there's like three good team. In, what San Marino the and them, man? In he's the whole list, sixty-six goals for them. How can you yeah. say there's only been three good teams he scored against? Bro, there's like there's Germany, Portugal, and there's someone and and Chile. The rest of them, they look like bums. And you can't even deny it as well. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, you got me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> all right, all right. So um today's pod, we decided that um we're gonna do a whole pod on the main man, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Because we thought that as much as as much as we talk about him, I feel like we have not gone into depth about everything surrounding him and provided a balanced, a balanced enough argument on what on the job he's he's done so far and even last season. So, um, in terms of what I want to do is I wanted to get the perception of what we were going to do before the season started. I, I know there was a last season started. In fact, I know there was a short break between the Europa League final and when we face Crystal Palace. But um going in that month, what did you think were what did you what were your expectations and then what did you think was gonna happen, Michael? To be honest, I think we before the season started, we were all like, oh, where do you think we'll finish? And I think the majority of us on the pod thought that uh top four wasn't gonna happen. And I think maybe it was only Timmy that was like saying our no, top four is gonna happen. So generally, I went into the season. Sebi were saying the title race. Don't don't forget. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty one yeah, and twenty one. They were saying that from the start. Yeah, yeah. Let's give let's give both of them their credit. They they were they was they were all saying, look, we're gonna do something. I in my heart, I thought, nah, not with this team. I didn't think we had we had it in us. So then, obviously, to go into the season, then to get to January and we're top, you're thinking, rah, what's going on? What's going on? And then. Uh, our season just dissipated after that. We obviously we ended up second, so he definitely beat my preseason expectation. But the way we finished second isn't something that we should be proud of, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. It does. I mean, 
the season started and it was still in the middle of, of a transfer window. We started a week later than everyone, so I believe it was on September the 19th against Crystal Palace at home. Mm. And um, we lost. We lost. We lost. We lost 3-1 very comfortably. Um, Palace were the bet better team. Um, it was um, COVID-19 Pogba put in a... Put in a COVID nineteen <laughs> per performance. Um, it was it was pretty much the team that finished last season. So everyone except for McTominay coming in from Matic. So it was pretty much the same team outside of that. Um, and then afterwards we faced we faced Brighton in that infamous game where uh, Bruno scored in after the final whistle. I believe the only change for that game was Matic com- coming back in for McTominay. And then after that was the 6-1. Um, the 6-1 versus Spurs. And um, I don't think any more needs to be said about that. So considering the start we had, including the fact that by by that point we had one signing, by, by the start of o- o- October... Um, it was looking pretty doom and gloom. So um, once we got to the end of the transfer window, we got Cavani, Tellez, Ahmad and Palestri. Uh, Mariah, what did you think the season was... How did you think the season was going to pan out after that point? Um, honestly, listen, I was one of the people who didn't think we were going to finish in the top four um, and the start of the season just kind of compounded those beliefs. Um Obviously, at the time, I didn't know Pogba was suffering from long COVID, um, but I wasn't impressed with him. Generally, obviously, wasn't impressed with um, how Matic had started the season. You got Fred, you got McTominay. Um, we weren't looking good. Martial started poorly. That was somebody I backed heavily to kind of really make a good run at 20 goals in the league um, for this season that have just passed. So once we started like that, I was already, yeah, writing the season off, to be honest with you. And actually, um, my perspective was more, it was a matter of time before we were seeing Oli lose his job. Um, yeah, and I'd seen nothing to change my mind in regards to that. Um, despite that, you're always kind of, it's it's always tough when, when you don't believe in a project, but you obviously support a team because whenever your team wins, you're not unhappy, but you realise it's like, to what end? Okay, we've won this match, but we've got a manager who I don't think is good enough for the job, who I don't has any think has any vision, who I don't see improving this team. So yeah, I'm happy with this kind of result now, but in the next few days I'm going to be pissed again, uh, and that was surely the case. So yeah, I was somebody who thought not finishing in the top four and the start of the season was just confirmation to me. Fair enough, fair enough. So we go. So there's another. Inter- so there's an international break. Um, we come back versus Newcastle, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Everton, if I remember correctly. Um, so in in those games, there was two wins, a draw, and uh, quite sh- the probably the one of the worst moments of the season. I was about to say the worst, and then three more flood, flooded my mind that came later on. But that loss against Arsenal, um. We hadn't won at home in the league yet. Um, we had, I believe, if I, if that 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 would be three wins from our first seven games. Um, Pogba 
was the main reason for for the loss because he because he had the penalty. Um, we had been tactically outdone by an Arsenal team that had just come off a loss against a Leicester side that had started quite poorly. They had a few injuries. Um, after that loss, um, what were you thinking? Um, right now, I'm discounting all the Champions League games in, in between because that's going to get their own sp- special section when we because of um, that dis- disaster class in December. But um, this is open to the floor. Um, after that Arsenal loss, and what, like, what could did you even think we would be able to qualify for Europa? <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was our level. But the thing is, yeah, usually when we go into games against Arsenal, I'm I'm pretty like um, nervous. Like, oh yeah, it's Arsenal. They're gonna find a way to get a result against us. But that Arsenal side, I'd watched them and they were absolutely abject. They could not create any chances. They were going ninety minutes and having like one shot on target. Like, so I was like, listen, the worst case scenario in this game is we draw with them. I could not comprehend in any world where we were going to lose to this Arsenal side. I knew Oli was capable of not necessarily beating them, but I couldn't comprehend us losing to that Arsenal side. Um, And I feel like that win saved um, Arteta's job, essentially. He was on a horrible, horrible run of form up until then. Um, And Oli just handed it to him. Partey started, and obviously for the Arsenal fans, it was Partey versus Pogba. For us as well, because it was another midfielder who was supposedly better than Paul Pogba. Um, and Paul just served up again, still suffering from long COVID, which we didn't know at the time, and gave away the penalty. Um, and I was so disappointed, because that was such a poor Arsenal side. And I'm pretty sure that off the back of beating us, they went on to like lose their next game. Like It wasn't kind of like the beginning of a good period of form for them. It was like, we just let a team that was crap beat us. Like they, they, didn't actually... they got absolutely battered by Aston Villa in the next game. <laughs> exactly. They, we, we, let, we let a team that, um, yeah, we, they, 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 we let a team that we knew weren't good beat us. Um, and that's when I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm over this shit now. Like you cannot, we can lose to a lot of teams in this league, but I'd seen the Arsenal team and against all sorts of teams, they weren't creating any chances. So why are we letting them beat us? I, I just couldn't. I couldn't take it to be honest. I wanted Oli out that that same game. Um, for funny enough, we did actually lose our next game, the infamous Istanbul game, if I remember cor- correctly. Um, yes, it was. Um, uh, but anyway, so we went on to beat Everton after that. Um, it at that point it seemed like Oli was. His job was on the line. That so, saves that Everton result is what saved him. We lost to Arsenal, then we lost to Istanbul. Well, the and League Cup. That back. The Poch rumours were starting to come out again. Mm. Um, they're talking to Poch, 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 Poch. And we were very much, I'm pretty sure, up until then, Everton were decent. Like I didn't rate it that Everton side, but remember, they started that season well. James Rodriguez yeah, was trying, right. yeah. trying to bring the beautiful game back. Um, they were trying to bring the beautiful game back to Liverpool. And I was like, yeah, if they can beat us... Oli is gone. I can smell it. And then we put together one of our best performances of the season when you look back in hindsight. That was the mm. game when... Um, Cavani scored a screamer. No, um, no, no. That was... No. This was when Bruno scored two in quick success. Oh, this ain't the League Cup. This is the League Cup. No, no. 
this, this is in the league. league. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, when, okay. When, yeah. When Bruno scored, and it was one of our best performances of the season. And up until then, I was on Bruno's case. I was going to use another word. Yeah. I, was on, <laughs> <laughs> I was on Bruno's case, but um, yeah, he, he pulled out uh, what he probably one of his best performances of the one of his best performances of the season. And Cavani got his first goal as well. If I if I remember correctly, so yep. yeah, near that, post finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that the one where um, last minute Bruno just passed it to him, and then he just he just slotted it in. I was like, ah, again, Ollie, you can't beat this guy, man. He's on yeah. the ropes, and he manages to pull out a result. And yeah, he did it again. Um, and as you said, that was a bit of a turning point in the season because we actually went down in, in that game as well, and then the players managed to pull it back, and. After that, we had West Brom, that awful game. Uh, we had to have a we had we had oh, to oh yeah penalty to win in it. Yeah, had to have a penalty to win. Um, then after that was the Southampton game. And Cavani I mean, bailed us. Cavani bailed us out. Then there was then there was West Ham away, and then Bob there was Man City. Paul Pogs, West Ham away. So to finish it, so having one, having won two games out of our first six, I think it is. Yeah, two games out of our first six, we won double the amount in the next four games. So we won four out of four. Um, did you think that? Would would you would you have envisioned that we would have been even after those four games? Would you have envisioned that we would be like you said, Mark, at the start that we will be top by January? No, <laughs> no, like they there there were some decent wins in there, and obviously our waveform sort of picked up, and that was our sort of shining light. That's what kept us competitive was our away from this because obviously at home, I don't obviously I don't know what's gone on. At OT, it's like without the fans, that team don't know or don't want to play. I don't, I don't really get it. Um, but I definitely didn't see us. I just thought we'll just sort of bouncing back from a period of some poor results. But I thought we'll just slump again. I was expecting us to slump. We were just kind of waiting for the slump um, because loads of these games we were scoring last minute goals, which. Again, more time. It, it's difficult because when a team scores last minute goals consistently, you you call you say mentality. They're driven. They they got good fitness levels. They really believe in themselves. But then I don't know because it's Ollie. Maybe this is just me not giving him enough credit. I'm like, is it? I'm not, I can't all put it down to luck. But I'm like, how is he doing this? I guess that's the question. Is that just me not giving these props, or is that me just? Uh, maybe I'm just not giving him these props. I don't know. Um, because we were consistently scoring late goals to win. Obviously, we, we, we speak on uh, Southampton. We speak on, obviously, Everton was uh, ice on a cake and stuff like that. So he was getting wins, uh, coming from behind, which shows mentality and winning games, uh, which is good. It's just, I just didn't understand why we couldn't translate that to our home form, but we were doing that very well away. Fair enough. I mean, so the reason why I stopped at the West Ham game was because afterwards was the Leipzig game. And we were put into a group that when it was drawn and we, we assessed the feeling we had beforehand, we thought it would be a very difficult group to get out of. So, I mean, within our first two games, we faced our two toughest opponents. We eked out another win away to against PSG with Rashford scoring the winner yet again. 
and then we put in probably one of the weirdest games where it was tight and then two changes of Rashford and Bruno absolutely spun the block and we ran out 5-0 winners in a scoreline that was more comfortable than the game suggested. And then we basically un undid all that good work by losing to Istanbul away with pretty much the worst goal I've seen conceded in my life with that Denver Bar first goal. We did manage to get some sort of revenge with by beating them at Old Trafford. But we would lose 3-1 versus P PSG. I mean, that game deserve that game deserves three more pods before we die. Because, <laughs> I mean, the man managing their stank, yeah, definitely. And then we, definitely. and then we come to Leipzig where we managed to find ourselves 2-0 down within within the first 15 minutes or so. Mm. And then we ended up losing 3-2. Um, the winning goal being a, cala a calamity between De Gea and Maguire. So overall, the Champions League campaign, what did you think of Oli's management of that campaign, considering that the, we had a game every single week? Uh, I what what I didn't understand. Uh, I'll just come in there quickly. Uh, what what I didn't understand is that we had a brilliant start. You, we had the most difficult game first. PSG, the most the best, or well, yeah, the best team in that group away from home, and we come away with a two-one win. Then to sort of supplement that with a win against our other rivals at home. So you're literally going into the into two games against the worst team in the group. You win those two games, you're through. Job's done. The, the last two games aren't even an issue. How we went to Istanbul and lost be, be beyond beyond uh, comprehension. Beyond comprehension. And that, that's what put us into problems. You know, you lose a game that you shouldn't lose. Then you're, you're thinking, right, how am I going to pick up another, another few points now? And then obviously we saw what happened. Um, so you lose a game you shouldn't lose. Istanbul, obviously we beat them as we should at OT. Then it comes to PSG at home. Obviously, they 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 sort of they knew they needed to come uh, and deliver the goods, and obviously they had uh, Neymar doing the business. Uh, the problem that we had was the in-game management, and we knew Fred was on a yellow, and he was making rash decisions, and we knew. And as fans, it was like as a manager, you got to take this guy off. You got to take this guy off. He, his head's gone. His head's gone. He's diving into challenges. He's already on a yellow. They keep on, on on the pitch. They take that risk. It doesn't pay off. And boom. And obviously, Marshall in that game, obviously, Marshall had a season to forget and he had a guilt-edged chance that he should have put away as well. So those are moments in a big game that, you know, if we take... He, should, he shouldn't have come to that because he should have dealt with Istanbul. Uh, but we were there and we didn't deal with it. And then same way with um, uh, Leipzig away. You know, we, we changed the formation, if I recall. Um, I think it was back, did it back five. I think we're sure. And one Basaka's win backs, um, changed the formation. Uh, then they just blitz us absolutely blitz us with, with those early goals. You had Mr. Worldwide scoring, you know, <laughs> so it was just like raw. Like, and then obviously now we're, we're three nil down and we're trying to, we need to score three goals to go through. So, again, man management decisions, but then again, I say man management. But then 
clearly with the PSG game, he the first game, he got his tactics right. So that's where it's hard with Oli because at sometimes you're like, wow, that was a masterstroke. Then other times, basic you feel you're thinking he's getting it wrong. So that's one where time, not sometimes one time against PSG, he adjusted in game and it was like, oh shit, he's actually yeah. learning something. But we saw that was an absolute fluke. Well, since then he's not he's not showing that enough. So when else has he shown it? That well, not enough does equal not at all as well. <laughs> I mean, I believe versus Leipzig, what he'd done, he changed from, from a diamond to a 4-2-3-1 and he had Rashford coming in off the right-hand side, which was pretty good. Um, But it, it seems like with Oli, he has to have a plan in place. And if that plan doesn't work the way he thinks it's going to work, he cannot adjust at all. And that's what happens. So like with even the PSG game where we won 3-1, that, that was a game where everything went our way and everything went the way that he wanted it to go. And I, I kind of felt the same way with the 2-1 where he knew he had the Pogba joker and to be able to change to a diamond. And it, it worked very well. But when things aren't going well and he has to react, you've seen what happens with PSG and Leipzig. So it was it's, a very, it's very funny that those two games basically show the pros and cons of Oli tactically, but it meant we were consigned to the Europa League. And after that, we had a draw versus Man City. And then we would go on, we we would go unbeaten for quite a while. Um, did you think that Oli deserves credit from getting us to a point where we felt like one game sa saved him? to be in top after beating Burnley in mid-January. So just to run through, beat Drew, Drew City, beat Sheffield United, beat Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Aston Villa and, and, and Burnley. So, Mariah, do you think um, he, he deserves credit for that run? Yeah, well, you have to give him credit. As much as I would like not to, you have to. Um, the problem is at no point doing that run was I ever confident. No point doing that run was I like, oh, yeah, we're going into game thinking, yeah, we're going to... Every game was like, listen, man, anything can happen. We were going into games, really... Anyway, let's speak for myself. I was going into games expecting us to lose or draw, and we were just kind Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We were coming out with wind week in, week out, and I really couldn't quite quantify or understand exactly what was going on. You have to give the manager some credit for that because he, he built up the consistency. He built up the belief. We were going behind a lot of the games. We were going behind a lot of the games and we were coming back and, and, and picking up wins. So you have to give the manager credit for giving the team that character to come back from, from the games. But yeah, I just... This is why he still is a head scratch. I can't quantify. Any other manager, we tell you at the end of the season, he finished second, he went the whole season unbeaten away from home. You'd be like, yo, like a few more, a few more pieces, and this should be a proper team. But when you actually watch the performances, you don't come away with that feeling. There's there's something missing. Um, 
I just, yeah, and it's why I can't really get behind the guy because I really don't know where his his management stops, the player's ability um, starts. It's just so, so hard to, to quantify. But that record is, is amazing. So, yeah, and then in what really consigned us to finish in second, we went on a run of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. In seven games, we won two, one of them being the 9-0 drubbing of Southampton. The other, we needed uh, one of the best goals of our season. Pogba left foot into the corner against Fulham. And we drew versus Liverpool, Arsenal, Everton, West Brom. And we lost to the worst team in the league in Sheffield United. Now... I will I will allow the Liverpool and Arsenal games. I wasn't happy, but I will allow it. The West Brom game, they were pretty decent against the big teams this season. The Sheffield United game, I need someone to talk me through it again because I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure what will happened. You're 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 even nice to let them off for the Liverpool game because. That was that game. Yeah, I know we were Anfield. I know we we're away from home, but they were a wounded beast. They and went on to lose six home games in a row after that game. We didn't go for it. That's after it. We had we didn't have the cojones to go for it. That was a game that you're like, you know what? You win that game, the belief in the team skyrockets because they are like, wow, we we can actually win this. Because before we were top, but I don't think the team were. We're like, right, like, can we really win this? We're like, oh, we're playing well. We've been on a good run, but now we're top. Now the pressure's on us. So when you're winning games and you're second, the spotlight's not on you that much. But when you're top, people are like, right, can you actually win a title? You beat Liverpool at Anfield, the, the reigning champions. That sends a big message out. And we didn't go for it. And they were shaky. And it just goes to show when we were shaky, they came to OT and gave us 4-2. You know, that's what you do. When, when you see a wounded animal, you, you take them out. And they and that's what disappointed me. That's when I was like, okay, I don't think Oli, I don't think he's ready for a title. When I saw that, I was like, I don't think he's ready. Cause you 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 pull out all the stops, you make sure you go there and you do the job. And then after that, maybe the the belief in the players waned as well. And you, you can't there's not it's unforgivable to lose at home to Sheffield United. You don't lose to the twentieth team in the league. You don't lose to the worst team in the league at home. It's it's that's unforgivable. The goal we conceded, yeah. The goal we conceded to make it one nil. That's some of the worst defending I've ever seen in my entire life. I honestly, to this day, I still can't even understand what was going on. Oh, where, where was that? The two one when we kept trying to clear it out out the box. Was it what? Was it one for two one? Yeah, because the first goal was was the Haya being a bitch. Okay, so it's the second goal. My bad. That yeah. was some of the worst. I've never seen it. That's comical. That's comical. Like they talk about five aside football today on the timeline. That was five aside football, fam. I had never seen anything like that. Honestly, it was embarrassing. And you know what? Yeah, as bad as we played, because of what I mentioned earlier, where we kept coming from behind, we weren't even really scared when it went one nil down. It was almost like, yeah, here we go, another game where we'll go behind, and then it's the worst team in the league. We're going to turn it around and we're going to beat them. Um, and then we made it 1-1. I'm like, here we go. Let's now we're going to go and get the win. And then that's the goal we conceded. I remember 
Was Maguire's reaction slow? Right, Maguire didn't close somebody down. Was Lindelof also ridiculous? No, 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 no. Um, Lindelof didn't play that game. He was out. He was out injured, and so was Bay. So it was Twanzebe was playing that game. Matic and Martial, Twanzebe and Maguire were all at fault there. And I believe did Tellers play that game? I'm. I can't re remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tellers did play. Oh, pinball yeah. defending. These guys are just hot potato. They know what to do. The ball kicking it anywhere. You, I, I, you cannot lose to that team. Unforgivable. Un genuinely unforgivable. Unforgivable. You can't win a league title if you're losing to a team like that at home. And I just further then the players definitely don't believe at that point. You know, it, so, it's done. So you, so you actually mentioned before that we were top for quite a while. We actually weren't. So we were top in in a sense because we had game games in hand but it was after Burnley game where we actually were, did go top so essentially while we were top we drew Liverpool in what at that point Liverpool were second I believe like they they, they were our closest rivals were they I thought City weren't City second then I thought Liverpool like third fourth then times no uh, Liverpool were second because they just lost to Southampton okay and then that's that's the reason. That's what allowed us to go top. And C mm. had lo had loads of games in hand because they just had COVID, so they mm. had a lot to catch up. So then we, there was a Fulham game where we just sneaked past in a game, another game where we went one, one nil down. And then there's a Sheffield United game. Then afterwards we had the Arsenal nil nil, where Cavani missed those two great chances. And then in the middle of that was the sensational nine nil game, which was just Southampton. Whenever they go down to ten men, it, it seems. And then, and I, I, I say this knowing I've seen Leipzig, I've seen Villarreal, which we'll get onto later. The worst game of our season, the three-three versus Everton, and we go two 0 up, and then Pogba goes off injured, and Fresh, <laughs> Fresh, <laughs> enters the fray with a smile on his face, and Mariah, what is that a game that summed up the fact that Solskjaer is in fact reliant on player quality? The game was gone, mate. Um, obviously, Pogba's well. Obviously, Pogba played a deeper role in midfield. The first half, he was in cruise control, breaking up play, distributing the ball wide to the flanks, comfortable in possession. We were comfy, two 0 up. Was looking like yep, yeah, comfortable win against Everton again, a team who are one of the, the the few teams in the league bar the relegation side who I've watched and felt we were better than. Um, Pogba goes down at half time. Still thinking 2-0, they're not particularly good. It's Fred, so they'll probably score, but we should still score. We should still see ourselves score um, another goal. He proceeds to spend the whole second half being a professional checkpoint for the Everton players, running past him like he's not even there. No presence, no solidity, no composure on the ball. Um, we, we ended up we end up conceding two goals. Calvert-Lewin scores one. And who scores the other one? Calvin and James Rodriguez. James, yep, yep, yep. James, he, he was playing, he was playing, was he playing wide in the first half and the game was really bypassing him. And then no, so he, was, he was playing as, as a 10 and they were playing a diamond because they had Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. Was that in the first I, half or was that in the second half they switched to a diamond? I think that was the first half. I, I, I feel like I the first half bypassed him. And they switched, yeah, yeah. The, it, and it, I thought it. they switched 
to a diamond in the second half and he, when he was in the 10 role, he'd get more into the game. But well, I know it's the first half he wasn't there. And the second half he was there, grabbed his goal. Um, we bring on and then we score again like we like we were prone to doing, like I said earlier. We always seem to get a goal even when things were looking bad. Um, and if you okay, whew, we've we've managed to manage this, uh, manage this one. You're a bit worried about Pogba, obviously. Um, and then Tuan Xavier gives away a foul. Um, Oli, who hadn't used him for ages, bring um who hadn't really used him. Um, he'd used him first in that Sheffield United game and he wasn't good. He hasn't haven't got much reps, and he brought him again on in crunch time for this game. Um, concedes the free kick. That's one thing. And then defend him for their goal to make it 3-3. Obviously, bear in mind, I watched all these games on the Discord. So every game, when you're going down, the guys are rooting and you're just having to be like, whatever, man, who cares? And then when we score, all right, what do you say now, pussies? Um, but <laughs> that game, yeah, so that game, when we went, when it went 2-2, when we're tuning up, nobody on the Discord. They went two two. Everybody came onto the chatting shit. You lot are shit. I knew it. You could only last so long. Blah 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 blah. Then we went three two up. Silence. Mm. I told you. I knew we score again. We always get another goal. Don't go anywhere. Um, and then uh, Seb's stream was a bit ahead of our, everybody else's, and they take the free kick. And then I hear him go, "Oh no, they scored," and my heart just sank. Mm. And then. Like, Five seconds later, um, it, it it goes in, and that was yeah, that was just that was uh, that was more heartbreaking than the severe result, honestly, because I had never really believed a twenty-one and twenty-one thing, um, because what I was seeing on the pitch wasn't matching the results, but eventually the results were getting to a stage where it's like you can't really ignore it, and I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I don't really believe in it, but let's see how we actually navigate this period of the season. Depending on how we navigate this period, I'll be able to con confirm if we're actually serious or not. And who who wouldn't want to be in a title race? It's been so long since we've been up there. We've been we've been in the mixer. So I kind of wanted Oli to prove me wrong. Um, and then that, and then that was it. That a part of me died when they scored. Um, a part of me died, and that was probably yeah. The, the season kind of ended for me after back of that game, and I was just kind of in autopilot for the rest of the season, man. I mean, you stole the words right out of my mouth because I wasn't going to talk about the rest of the Premier League games. Um, we we didn't lose again until we until we faced Leicester in May. I mean, yeah. outside the Man, Man City res result, I, actually, Man City was good. Spurs away was the best moment of the season for me. It was the best moment of the season, um, and it was probably the. You say that. Uh, Oli hasn't shown his tactical hand much. That was probably the game where he showed it in the second half, where he made the tactical switch to switch to a four, a close four-four-two with Bruno and with um, Bruno and Pogba in like the wide left, like the middle wing pos positions. And he had Rashford and Cavani up top, and it caused Tottenham all sorts of mayhem. And, and you saw Cavani get getting his winner. Fred, um, unfortunately, scoring as well. And then Green was scoring a goal to make it 3-1. But yeah, apart from that, the Premier League was pretty much done from that Everton game. So I'm not going to talk about it. But um, in the Europa League, we had Sociedad, who we beat comfortably. Then we had Milan, which was over the two legs. They probably shaded it, I believe. I think... For all of the first game, they were the better team. 
the first half, they were probably the better team team as well. And then for 25 minutes after Pogba came on, because he just come back from his injury, he we were probably the better team. So out of 108 minutes for 25 of it, we were probably the better team in that. Um, and then afterwards, we faced Granada in the quarterfinal, made, made pretty, pretty simple meet of them. We faced Roma, um, beat them 6-2, and then the second leg was ir- irrelevant. Then we get to the final, which we all know that we lost. Um, so just doing a quick sum up of the season, just so we could remember it, mm. all the games. I wanted to see, I wanted you to grade Oli on three things. Um, his tactical nous throughout, throughout the season, his squad management and his mentality he's imported into the team so we'll start off with the tactical nous first what, what would you grade it over the season considering what we've said and been through tactically oh that's the thing sometimes you want to give him an eight sometimes more time you want to give him like a sort of five you know what when 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 would you ever want to give Oli an eight? Like what the the PSG game? Obviously, I know it's one game. I know it was ninety minutes, but no no one can tell me they went. They obviously I know we we're gassing it because we beat them. Uh, we'd beat them. I think the season prior. Um, but no no one can tell me with the formal in anyone was expecting us to go there and and do do anything meaningful. You know, so the fact that we went there and one two one. Axel was brought in um, against. Obviously, you had the defense. We had the defensive crisis them times, and Axel was brought in and sort of marshaled um, Mbappe and uh, Neymar that game. I thought, right, Oli, Oli knows what he's doing. Then you didn't see Axel uh, hardly any uh, any any time throughout the season after that. Just used sparingly, um, and then obviously times where you expect him to push it, i.e., the Liverpool game. Uh, PS uh, make tactical decisions um, in the PSG game, the Champions League, the home let the home tie. They're like, come on, Oli, man, Leipzig away. Then you then you see stuff like that. You're thinking, come on, come on. So that's where I say five, man, because um, I think more more often than not, he he didn't show uh, that tactical now that we kind of would like to see um, and would sort of propel us further forward. Before I go to Mariah. What do you think about the tactical progression from this eve, the season before to what we saw this season? Was there any? Did we regress or? I, I we've progressed in the number of points we've gained, but I don't know if that's down to his tactics. Fair enough. I mean, Mario, what are your thoughts on it? Um, tactically, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned across 50, 60 odd games, you mentioned like what half a dozen times when he, he, he kind of, sh- um, um, shone in, in that regard. Um, but for me, tactically, like a four, um, yeah, I just didn't like the four, I don't like a four, two, three, one anyway, in terms of formation, the passing angles that it gives you, um, Against against opposition, especially when the majority of teams are using a four three three, um, it just uh, and especially with the way certain people implement it. So you've got Bruno who kind of tends to leave the midfield 
um, open with his pressing, which leaves gaps in gaps in behind. Um, yeah, so for um, he, he he did adjust things at certain times, um, which was cool. But generally, we're not a team that I see set up well tactically. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not good. All right, and um, in terms of squad management, Mariah, what do you? Oh God, even worse. Three. <laughs> I mean, um... Wait, wait. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, so with squad management, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give context. You have to remember this was a COVID season. Yeah, that makes which... it first. Yep, go on. <laughs> it's a COVID season in which we actually managed to keep our best players relatively fit. I mean, by fit, I mean... What? I mean, they played football. I know Rashford has been injured since 2007. Marshall, Bruno was on fumes for the back end of the season. Harry Maguire injured. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. He he worked them guys like dogs, man. He worked them like absolute dogs. Talk about Mm. the same position, yeah? You've got a talent like Tuan Zeba. He played against PSG, did really, really well. We barely got to see him again in the season. Mm. Still, uh, off to this season, we still don't know what we have in Axel Tuan Zebe. Obviously, I know he's not always fit, but he definitely was not used as much as he could have been used. Marcus Rashford has ran that kid into the ground for the last 18 months. He's ran him into the ground for the last 18 months. Obviously, again, I know we don't have the necessarily have the best options, but this is where you're a manager. This is where your ability to coach your team and put your players in positions to be successful means that you don't have to just rely on players who have certain attributes until the wheels fall off. Um, Pogba, uh, I'm starting to get worried that he's actually just injury prone, generally speaking. He tends to miss a bit of every season now. Last two or three seasons in a row, he had some sort of injury. Uh, Bruno saved Oli's life, essentially. Um, and he'd play him even in games. He'd play him even in games where... He clearly needed to be resting. Games we had nothing to play for, and it was clearly yeah. an opportunity to rest him. He'd still start Bruno. So I think Bruno managed Oli, if, if I'm being honest with you guys. Um, so, yeah, in terms of squad utilisation, poor, poor, poor. Fred and McTominay were mainstays in the midfield. Poor, poor, poor. Um, just poor, man. It's <laughs> absolutely dire. Sorry, that was poor. Free. Um, Michael, Eddie... Nah, I, I can't advance from three. He, he's got his first 11 and he sticks with it. Like, even games where you're like, we're just dying to see a bit of Donny van der Beek, man. Like, we're pleading. Let's just see a bit of squad rotation. Nah, nah, he's got his first 11. Matter, I forgot, sometimes I forgot he even played for Man United. You know, so players like, a lot of the fringe players should be asking themselves, should they even want to play for this club? You know, because he, he he's not going to use you. He's really not going to use you. And, um, yeah, he's poor he's lack of faith in the players that aren't in his first 11. And that means that we don't get to see them or nor know uh, what they're about. The only, the only time he really used the squad was with the goalkeeping situation when he'll be rotating Henderson and De Gea. Uh, De Gea. So, otherwise, he wouldn't even really utilise the squad uh, like that. So, yeah, he needs, to be, he needs to trust his squad more. That's definitely saying you can't win a... You, you can't... We, we get to all these finals or these semi-finals, or whatever you want to call it, and we're not competing because he doesn't use his squad. Uh, trust and believe Pep Guardiola, who won, won a league title in the League Cup this year, he trusts his squad. Fair enough. Um, lastly, going to come to mentality, and then afterwards we're going to speak 
Paul talk about the future in terms of all those three three things and what we will what we would like to see. Um, yeah, this is this is torture, man. Fucking hell, like, <laughs> brother. So um, yeah, in terms of me- mentality, what do you think of social? So it seems like we are able to fight our way out of bad situations, but when we're on when we're under top team pressure we seem to crumble because we saw a big regression in our form against the top six this season i believe we so we had two wins versus man city and spurs after after we had been out of the title race i believe we had four draws and four losses if i remember correctly or maybe five five draws and three because you lost the spurs um spurs Arsenal and Liverpool. And I think those were the three we lost, but then we, we drew five. Um, in terms of men- mentality, what are I giving them out of 10 for this season? If there's one thing this team has, it's mentality, and that's what's kept him in a job. I have to give them an 8 out of 10. Um, I won't give them anything higher than an 8 out of 10 because um, they also bottled it in the Europa League final. Um, like you said, we weren't top... We weren't actually top for very long. And when we had opportunities to actually solidify that position, we also bottled those. We managed to also bottle another semi-final, bottled the FA Cup um, quarter-final as well um, against a Leicester side who up until then we hadn't lost to in a a while. So um, I think off the back of the amount of comebacks we made, we have to say the team does have um, good good mentality, strong mentality, but there's something missing. In, in regards to that, so I can't really go higher than an, an eight. Michael, agree? Uh, I'll probably give it a seven, but I do agree with the sentiment. Like, uh, they definitely do. When they go down, they don't look. They don't always look phased. They they have a belief in themselves that look. All right, we're gonna go down. Right, let's start playing. It's unfortunate that it takes them to go go down to wake up and realize they're in a football match, and that's something that Oli and the coaching staff need to definitely address. We don't need to be conceding goals to realize we're in a match, um, because sometimes you always can't equalize a la Leipzig away. Um, but uh, the the reason I don't want to give him a Tyson Rice is because as you, when it comes to crunch time, we're not we're not we're okay being an underdog uh, sometimes, or you know we go go down and we can come out. But when it's when it's time to take the front foot. We were found wanting, and I think that that's the issue. Uh, that and that's what that's where I think definitely on the off season, that's where Oli needs to be sort of dividing plans to sort of make the team I guess stronger and more aggressive in that sense. You know, I don't even blame them because when you get sent out there on a vibes thing, what would you expect? They fucking know they're frauds, and they know they're the worst <laughs> second place finishing team in fucking Premier League history. So I don't blame them that when they come up against a real team, they're like, "Oh shit, we actually have to do something now." We've been exposed. Still no excuse to lose to Sevilla though, and then they'll still chuck up a win against randomly just chuck up a win against Man. Why do that? Just lose to Man City. Don't chuck up. Don't, mm, chuck don't give us hope like that. Don't give us hope. In the midst of a loss to Sheffield United, that despicable draw with West Brom, the despicable draw with Everton. Like, who are you guys, man? That's the question. Who is this team? And and that's the that's the difficult thing because that, that, that win against Man City gives you hope. Like, rah, you fully went to the champions elect and you beat them 2 0 on their own patch. At what? Like what you can do that. So if you can do that, you you invariably should be able to beat any other team in the league, home or away. 
So when you don't see that every game, then that's when the questions are asked. And it's, 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 a, it's a mentality thing, you know. Um, but then again, they, they can come back from, uh, I don't know. That's that's the thing. That, that That's what, big question mark around this team. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I was aggregating all your scores and you see both seem to come to the conclusion that it was a, he's been five out of ten this season. Would you agree? That, by the way, that that is heavily weighted towards the men, mentality. mentality. Yeah, I said five or six when I, we did this thing. So yeah, I'll find with that. You can you can suck that last point, man. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's let's leave it at that. So going in, going towards the future. Out of those three, what is the area that you really want to see the most import, like the most progress? Or the three areas again? Ta- tactical, squad management, and mentality. Tactics. Which is we, which is funny because it wasn't the lowest score. But <laughs> I mean, in terms of like, the, tact- listen, the squad, the squad to a certain extent. Like Michael mentioned, Man City, and yeah, Pep does have confidence in them, but his squad is much deeper. He could probably field two. Solid, he could field one amazing Premier League side, and even with his backup players, he probably filled another side that finishes in the top half of the table. Um, with Oli, it's not he's not necessarily got that same not not necessarily he hasn't got that same amount of depth. So being able to get more out of those players that he has, I think is is the priority for now. Um, and then once he, we've seen that he's maximised them in that regard, then we can add. Add players to obviously we're linked with some quality players on the continent at the moment, so that should help with the the squad management issue anyway. But yeah, I think, and probably that's why I'm more looking at the tactical side because I can see us bringing in two or three players. Um, but the tactical side, even if we bring in those two or three players, if if, if we're not able to match up with these with these top managers um, consistently, um, then we're in trouble. I think a lot of the time people come into game against us just thinking it's a it's a jolly up to be honest. Um, you think Pep really sits there and thinks about, oh, how am I gonna, how am I gonna stop Oli, man? <laughs> yeah, you know, the three, the three centre backs and the two midfielders are so close. <laughs> 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 so, and then they're not gonna, oh, they play so so. You think he asked him about, oh, Oli, like <laughs> Bruno? <laughs> yeah, just better, isn't it? You know, so I think that that is just damning. Like we we didn't have a plan to, we couldn't devise a plan to break down a a, a Villarreal side. He were there for the taking, who wanted to be who wanted to be bro- broken down. Um, that to me is is the most damning when I watch us week in week out. The players leaning on the same players to 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 the to the extent that he does. I understand, and also I think if the tactical side was better, he wouldn't then have to lean on the same players so much because then he could rely on his tactical nows to get more out of the poorer players. Having better players with a manager who still doesn't necessarily know what to do with them, recipe for well, not disaster because it seems top four is his his level, but yeah, he's taken us nowhere fast. Like at the end of the day, he's a club icon. If Oli could be the guy to bring us back into the big time, we'd all be so happy to see it because he's been part of some of our best childhood memories. Um, so when we're here criticizing him and stuff, there's no pleasure taken in it in it. And if you could turn around and be a manager could prove me wrong and I'm sitting here in a year from now and say I was wrong and Oli was the guy and look what he'd done for us, that I'd be I'd be smiling when I said that. 
Um, mm. I just don't see it. Um, funny enough, in terms of squad management, if you look at the signings from last summer, I mean, Perlefi went out on loan and he wasn't really around the first team anyway. Ahmad was in and out as well. But really and truly, even Cavani, with his injuries and the fact that he was barely fit for like the first half of the season, all of those signings were essentially depth. And essentially, the fact that he was given more depth and he still didn't rotate. Because we saw this at the end of last season as well, where he kept flogging the same players. And we also saw this as an interim manager where all our players were dropping like flies. Remember Lindgaard, Herrera, Matic, like even, um, who else? Even Rashford, Martial, like they were dropping like flies. So this this is this is the third time we've seen this. So given the fact that we essentially signed depth and the squad management didn't get any better, isn't that a bit more concerning for 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 you than the tactics? Which we know there might not be an improvement, but with better squad options, there was still there was probably a regression in the squad management, and especially in in a COVID year, isn't that more concerning? All right, cool. So um, let, let's let's think of the, the, these players. So, <clears throat> Damien, the one that st- stands out is Donny van der Beek. He's definitely um, a player who should be getting first team minutes. But when you compare how he plays to how uh, a Bruno plays, who Oli saw him as his direct replacement, to me, uh, from Oli's perspective, I understand why he doesn't play. Bruno literally puts numbers on the board. The football that Donny wants to play is not the football that the team plays. It's not the football. Oli's Football, volleyball, if you want to call it that, is very dependent on individuals going out to do individual t- things. While Donny's played very much about combining with teammates, getting into places where the opposition don't want it, him to get into, and teammates being aware of, of that and getting him the ball. So he's relying on like a Fred and McTominay, uh, I guess a Pogba if he's playing. So I understand why Donny van der Beek didn't play. Um, Cavani, yeah, we got <coughs> good minutes out of Cavani, I guess more, more so towards the end of the season. Um, to Anzebe, again, is something I thought he should have played more because we still need his sort of profile or what his profile promises to be, uh, besides somebody like Maguire. Um, and it's always great to have an academy lad playing for the team. Tellers was shit. Tellers was absolutely <laughs> I'm not surprised that he didn't play very much considering that Luke Shaw has uh, established himself for, for based on last season's play, one of the best left backs in the in the in the league. Um Matic, legs are gone. Um, I think you can use Matic in a 4-3-3 and you can use him in some games, but uh, you know what the Prem is like. If your team is not well-structured, um, which we weren't for the majority of the time, having a midfielder who can be bypassed like like that potentially leaves you in trouble. But then again, the, the, the other option is Fred, who runs around and doesn't provide any protection. Um, who, who else can I think of? Who, who Daniel James. Come on, we're not going to use Daniel James, are we? Um Brandon Williams, we're not going to use Brandon Williams. Again, another player who's shit. Um, like, the squad is not that good. Like, I, I mentioned those players, and really the only ones that I look at a name and I think they really should have played more is Donny, Tuanzebe, and yeah, Matic, I'll give him more games because um, because he's better than Fred. Um, and Mata, 
Matter Europa League, probably, yes. But again, he's a player that you want him to play centrally and you want him to, to link up with players. And he's a player who's technically assured and will pick up the right positions. Even the goal threat that he had, it's not really there anymore. And most of his damage is from the penalty spot um, at, this, at this point in his career. So, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but... I understand for what he was trying to do and how reliant he is on individuals to just go out there and do it. I can see why. Um, so I feel like for him to come away from being so reliant on individuals and be a manager who's able to get the most out of footballers, generally speaking, like a good manager is supposed to do, get the best out of the players you've got. And regardless of their ability, he has to improve tactically. Um Otherwise, it's going to be the same. He'll he'll need individuals. So you're, again, you're looking at a Jaden Sancho to come in. But if that everybody's a lot of people, like everybody, a lot of people are hypothesizing that if we use him from the right, we're not going to see that much out, that much quality out of him, especially if he's playing with Wan Bissaka. Um, what does he do then? What does Oli do then? That just means Jaden Sancho probably won't thrive. While a manager who's got a bit more tactical now will put him into positions for him to 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 do well. Um, which, despite him not necessarily playing on his favoured side, is not beyond the realms of possibility for him. Still combining with Wambasaka and still playing from the right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with tactical, um, just because it's, it's so um, so much of a bugbear for me. And in terms of mentality, uh, one thing I thought of is, do you think losing so badly in the league and then losing in the Europa would it will add a bit of fire to to the players, or do you think it's not going to do anything much? Uh, they were they were putting up all these posters, uh, not posters, pics on Instagram after the, their tears and how upset and hurt they were, and you never know nowadays whether that's just talk uh, or or if that's just PR or whether they actually mean it. Um, they should, I think they should feel embarrassed that they couldn't put away Villarreal because if you can't put away the team that's seventh in La Liga, what's going to happen when you come against, when you come against the Barca, Barcelona's and the Real Madrid's, the teams that you need to be taken on to win the Champions League. Obviously, I don't think Champions League is even in our realm, um, but it's the competition the, the, the club's going to be competing in next year. And if we need, to, and at the very minimum, we should be making the group stage, uh, making the knockout stages of the competition. So I don't know if it will hurt them as much as it should, but I hope that they are very embarrassed by what happened. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, I mean, there's actually not much to say about Solskjaer because, I mean, he is really just vibes. So the fact that we managed to get an hour out that is impressive. But I mean, there's a f there's there's a few bits of news that I've seen on the timeline today that I thought might as well discuss. I mean, we're getting closer to Sancho. Apparently, I mean that's all that's what I'm gonna say about that because they said that last year as well. So I'm not gonna get as excited. And something I just saw right now, apparently we have put in a second offer of 25 million euros for Trippier. Um, and that sounds concerning, but it's from a shit source. But um, apart from that, there's not there's been not much United news. Um, and um, I mean, if you have if you both have anything to say on the two bits of news that just recur every single day, I, d I don't get that Trippier is going to be thirty one in September. What, what's the <laughs> logic? <laughs> like, 
the two bits of news I recur every single day. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not even news. Do you use another word for news? Because it's not it's not news. It's like oh. Every single fucking day, bro. It's, it's Obviously, day. with the Sancho stuff, the word on the street is that it's um, only an 11 million difference, I believe, was the last I saw. Um, yeah. Essentially, the main issue still come from the fact that they want more of it up front than we are willing to give necessarily, um, which makes sense. Obviously, everybody knows that in comparison to most clubs, we haven't been hit as badly um, by COVID and everybody knows the financial monster that um, Ed Woodward has created. Um, but listen, just give them the money. Let's just get the player in and let's just get it done and let's focus on our next targets. In terms of Trippier, like they're going to get him. Like you, like you said in the last pod, Elijah, if it wasn't for him getting the gambling band, we would have got him in um, in January of last year. So just whatever, just get in Trippier. Um, and now I just need us to get a, a, a central slash defensive midfielder. Um, and uh, if, yeah, uh, yeah, central slash defensive midfielder and ideally a, a central back partner for Harry Maguire. And get some players out as well. Oh, yeah, there was um, news about Heaton doing his um, medical, um, but that's just because Grant and Romero are leaving. That's, that, that's not specifically linked to whether Henson or De Gea is going to go. Um, there was some more Glazer stuff today. They they released all the details of the fan fan forum we talked about last week, which, I mean, it wasn't there was not much else in there. There was some stuff about um, what Pogba and Ahmad did in the last home game of the season, but I'm not going to get into that um yeah i'm gonna stay away from that <laughs> yeah yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that one um but um yeah <laughs> wise wise decision brother <laughs> i i know where my bread is brother i know where my bread's buttered. but um yeah i mean that's what we got for this week make sure to use the hashtag talk about it um to bring us your own ratings of Oli this season personally for me I would give him I mean for Oli um I think I'm not sure he could do better but I mean for United I'll give him a four or five out, out of ten that, that make it down for the three sections so tactical squad management and mentality what would your scores be yeah so I mean doing it in my head now it's probably gonna be a four out out of ten so, um, yeah, I what, think no, no, no. So tactically, I think I'm gonna give him a three. I, the, I would have given him a four, but we've actually regressed from what we saw during post lockdown. We look at we do we look a worse team tactically. Squad management, I'm gonna give a two. I think it was a disgrace what he done to Van der Beek, Twanzebeek, even by like eat. Like even by, I think this is the most fit he has been since he's joined the club, and he barely featured. So I feel that was very poor. I feel like Brandon Williams. I mean, we basically tried to flog Wambasaka until we died, and I don't know why. I mean, players need a rest. Players need a rest. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're just going throughout the team. Even it got to a point with Lingard where. He didn't. He wasn't even using him at all. And then somehow James snuck his way back in. I think was so poor. And then for mentality, I'm going to give it a six because at the end of the day, coming back from behind against crap teams, well done. You shouldn't shouldn't be going behind in the first place. 
but then at the top level, that's that's where for me you get your sevens and your eights. That's what that's where you show that you are a top club. And we can't we as soon as it gets a bit difficult, we wither. I mean, you've got these players like Bruno who loves to shout and stuff like that. But when it gets to the top level, the bag crumb crumbles. He's nowhere to be seen. It's a bit it's a bit perf perfect really. So yeah, I mean, altogether that's eleven out of thirty. So like that's just below a four. I was not impressed with his performance at all this season. So yeah, I mean, I think that. Damn I I I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I mean, I I'm I've not been impressed with this guy since he stepped through the door. But for how unimpressed I am, I like him far more. Then I should, and that's simply because he's smart. Is he, is, he the be- <laughs> is he the best of so of all the managers that we've gotten so far? Would you say for you he's that like, since Fergie? Would for you he's been the best? He's been the best because he's just used common sense, and that is oh. that is genuinely been it. He's just used common sense, and he's not tried to fight the players, and that is the main Damn. reason why. That's the main reason why he has the mentality of the players because they continually will do it for him because they respect him and he has he has supported them and that's it. But that is just common sense. I'm not going to be. Do you, do you respect that? Yeah, or you're just yeah. saying what? Just he's just no. not being an idiot. I mean, t- to be honest, I actually do respect it because to come into a job and then like you could be wrapped up and try to impose yourself too much, but he has done what he he can do and i respect it but i mean just because i respect it doesn't mean I, it's not competent so no i mean that's it for, for me. yeah, that's so awesome. yeah if you have any complaints that were too negative i was gonna use a profanity but it's fine um yeah um i hope you in <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it come with yes. your own Come with yeah, let us know. Let us know. Come with your own assessments. Come with your own ratings. Of course, I know you're going to complain, but at the end of the day, I don't mind because I've got my Tom pack today. To I don't care that he plays for my club. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, we won. We won. <laughs> we won. All right, that's my boys. All right. All right. Easy. <laughs> Peace. Rashford, he's in here, he scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Ready! It defies description. Oh. How about Martial is isolated? Skirtle here. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo.
violate my squad might bang you Only champs in my team like man you Yeah like man you Thank you man Bars in my head like shampoo Violate my squad might bang you Only champs in my team like man you Yeah like man you Sports Social Podcast Network